It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. It is Friday, April 3rd, and maybe the most depressing and upsetting time uh, so far in this whole suspended season issues that we're going through uh, because tomorrow would have been a possibly special day. And we will get into that momentarily um, as well as what we're going to do is kind of look back at the season and not necessarily go through in ranking order uh, but some of the highlighted moments of the season. Um, and today we're going to start with the uh, Adam Warner 40 game, 40, 40 game, 40 save shutout uh, in his debut. Uh, unbelievable performance by him. So we're going to go over that um, and get to a couple of couple other things if we have the time. First things first, like always, follow the show on the social medias, Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche and send your comments, questions, concerns, opinions, all of that to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com if you would like to be on the Fandom Friday segment, which we had lined up, but unfortunately uh, we had Nikki on, but she had some family business to take care of um, at the last minute, but she will probably be on next week. Uh, so I think we're just going to bypass that for this week. Uh, which is completely fine. And if you don't, if you didn't hear in the last episode, which was Wednesday, as of right now, we're just going to go every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, until we know a season is upon us. Uh, or if this goes into the draft season, we, you know, the couple of weeks before the draft, we might start doing daily shows. We kind of just have to play this all by ear and see when everything comes back, when the news starts to pick up a little bit more. Um, until then, we'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, just run with that. So like I said in the beginning, today the show is released on Friday, April 3rd. And I had said earlier in the week, it's finally starting to like hit me. Not that it, that I didn't know or you know everybody knew that the season was suspended, but it finally started feeling like it now. Because now we're kind of settled into this way of life, at least for the short term. And now it's really, things are kind of like, I don't want to say calming down, but things are are becoming like the norm. And life without sports quickly has become the norm. And I don't like that. I don't think anybody really likes that. Uh, maybe except, you know, spouses of the world, men and women who don't like uh, sports. And maybe they get a little bit more extra time with their uh, sport fanatic husband or wife. Um, but 
tomorrow would have been the final game of the regular season for the Avalanche. And we were all looking forward to that. I think after the All-Star break, we had a number of games circled on the calendar of what we were looking forward to the most. Uh, and I'm willing to get willing to guess everybody's calendar had the final game against St. Louis scheduled. Uh, the, the, the final game scheduled against St. Louis, final game of the season circled on their calendars. Um, we won't get that. And that's just uh, adding on to a lot of things that we won't get. Um, that would have been, was that an afternoon game? Oh, I don't even have the time for me. doesn't matter. It, we just know it would have been Saturday. I think it was the last game of the season season for everybody. I don't think there's any games after that. And now, now, I mean, we can play the what if game throughout the rest of the season, but now you play the what if game because after this weekend, it's always, we should be playing playoff games right now. And that's where it hits home that we're not, we're not doing this because there's nothing better than playoff hockey. Line them up, baseball, football, basketball. Uh, I don't care what the sport is. Uh, there's nothing better than, than playoff hockey. And now that is here. All of this other stuff, I don't want to say we've gotten used to it in the way of like, you know, oh, there's no hockey. Like, we know there's going to be hockey at some point in the future. But we, we've gotten used to, like I said, the way of life being without sports right now. Now the way of life is without playoff hockey. And that just makes me uncomfortable and, and uneasy. And I'm telling you, ever since, and it's been over a week now, I think, that the NHL network played uh, the whole day was dedicated to the avalanche. Since I watched that, I think that was the worst thing that I could have done because now I, I just jones for it. And we, we have there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that we can do. We have to sit here and, and see how long this thing goes. Um, and if we, we get, I even feel like even if we turn the season on down the road and this player proposal that could happen in July and August, I don't know. Like I, right now I can sit here and say it won't feel the same because I don't think it will. I don't think we can have three or four months off and then pick up a season for 10 to 13 games, depending on what team you follow and make that feel like it, it, it's just an extension of the season we just finished. I just, I just, I'll get excited for it. Don't get me wrong. Cause it might take me a few games to get back into the flow of forgetting that we just didn't have anything for four months and now we're playing meaningful hockey right off the bat. Um, that is if we go into directly into a playoff, but even if we go directly into finishing off the season, it's going to be weird. And, and I think some people just are going to be like, I don't care. I want hockey back. And I'm kind of in that same boat, but it's just going to be odd. And I just feel like it's going to be, I'm uh, again, this is all me saying this now. Uh, my mentality might change the minute I read a headline saying hockey's back. But right now I just feel like this season is over. And even if they pick it up and finish it in July or August, I'm just going to feel like the 2020-2021 season is just an extra long season. Uh, and, and with a uh, Stanley Cup champion champion, 
kind of in the first third of that season, if that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, just It's just because this has never happened before, uh, I can't say where my feelings are going to be. And right now they're just on, we're not playing hockey and we should be playing playoff hockey a week from now. And we're not. And that just flat out sucks. And I and I get why we're not. I'm not trying to argue that side of it. Like, oh, we should be playing playoff hockey. We shouldn't be. I'm just saying from the mindset of because this is the time of the year when, you know, I get excited the most, especially when the team that I follow is in it. And especially when the team that I follow has a real fighting chance to win the whole damn thing. Uh, to have all of that taken away, never mind the the individual awards, you know, with McKinnon and McCarr, even Jack Adams award. It, it, I don't think he would have won it, but he should have been in the conversation with Jared Bednar. Uh, it was a special team and it was a, a special season that got cut short. And in a way you feel slighted for that. So are you a little bit bitter? I know that I am. Um, but it's nothing towards anybody. It's nothing towards the NHL saying like, oh, I'm going to be selfish and say you should play these games just because my team is good. What are you going to do? So uh, we continue to play the waiting game. It's not going to be here anytime soon. Just seems to be getting worse out there. Um, I think uh, uh, two more Ottawa Senator players tested positive, so that gives them four. Nothing on the avalanche after that second player, which is good. Uh, doesn't mean anybody's out of the woods, but uh, yeah, we just keep keep plugging along. What else can we do? My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstad. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally... Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. 
Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and welcome back. So really pretty neat new feature on the Colorado Avalanche main uh, YouTube channel. Uh, And it's called the New Girl Series. And there's only like a couple episodes. They're really short, couple uh, couple minute episodes that they call them. The very first one's with Alan Roach, and I'll play you the the audio. It's two minutes long, but uh, a lot of people don't really like like see. You never really see Alan Roach in the flesh. He's not like a hermit or anything like that. But um, I think sometimes we just take Alan Roach for granted and don't really appreciate. Uh, the the awesomeness in the announcer that we have that calls the games uh, ringside for the Colorado Avalanche. He just has a voice that cannot be matched by anybody. And when you just see him talk, I mean, you hear the voice all the time at Avalanche game, games and Bronco games. Um, but when you, it, it's just one of those voices that when you put the face, because you don't see his face all the time, when you put the face with the voice and the, and the body with the voice, it's just weird to see it because he just has that just deep, booming, like just incredible James Earl Jones style of voice. Um, and the impression that you get of what his actual look is, is not what it is. And just when you see him talking and that voice coming out of the physical person talking, it's just odd. Uh, but it's it's amazing that he has been with the Avalanche as long as he has because he could have gotten snatched up and he probably has been given offers by you know the the big markets um, across multiple sports. Um, I'm I'm willing to assume that that he has been offered that, and I think he even says in this little piece here that he started out in Minnesota. So for the Avalanche to have been able to have him as the voice for, uh, I think twenty plus years now, he says in the in the in the video as well. Uh, it's special. It's special. He is a, as part of the Colorado Avalanche as name your player as Joe Sakic is as Patrick Waugh is. So um, I figured we should give Alan Roach a little bit of uh, publicity here. Not that he really needs it, but uh, it's a pretty cool clip, and uh, we're gonna play that right now. Is your real name? How did you get started in this? <laughs> How did I get started in this? I don't know. One day, I guess I woke up with a cold and I sounded like this, and a bunch of people called and said, Hey, will you announce our stuff? When I was a kid, my mother had a perfectly normal woman's voice, but when I would answer the phone at that age, I would be mistaken for my mom, and that always angered me. I would answer the phone and they'd say, Phyllis? No, it's not Phyllis. A couple years after that, mid mid-teens I guess is probably when it started to change. I actually started in radio in Minnesota uh, in high school. After my sophomore year of high school I was doing a radio show and so for my last two years of high school I was the high school guy on the radio. And how many years have you been with the Avalanche now? This is season number 20. A favorite moment I guess is obviously Super Joe handing the, the cover in 2001 but 
No, there's been so many great memories in this building. It's hard to pick one. What's your preparation like before stepping into this booth? You know, there, there's not a lot of preparation. My job is to say names. Uh, and other than that, I just wait for something to happen. Oh! guy on the planet to have the opportunity to do the things that I do and announce the things that I announce, realizing that other people pay lots of money to be in places that I get paid money to be, and other people's dreams are my job, and that's pretty cool. Well, we are very lucky to have you, Roach. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Go Abs! Oh man, that is just a once in a generation voice. And it it's not he's not even he's doing it effortlessly. It's his normal voice. He's not attempting to to sound like that. It's just he does it. That's the the natural sound of his voice. Um it's crazy. It's crazy. I, and and just like I said to to be lucky to have somebody of that stature calling Avalanche games is something that we should just like I said, not take it for granted. And I don't think a lot of Avalanche fans do. And I love how he describes his job as all he does is say names. And I guess when you boil it down to that, that's kind of what he does. But he does it in such a perfect way. Uh, I think he's the envy of a lot of ringside announcers and just stadium announcers in general. So uh, happy to have... Alan Roach uh, get his kind of uh, due on the show, which we don't really talk about him too much, uh, but we should. So we are going to take a look back at Adam Werner's crazy debut, 40-save shutout in the victory, uh, and we're going to do that right here in a minute. So pretty early in the season, uh, early, mid-November, Philip Grubauer was out with an injury, Francois was in. And within the first minute of the game, first 30 seconds of the game, uh, Brandon Shifley was coming in hot and kind of took out Francois. was nothing malicious. It just was a freak accident, freak collision, and Francois was done. You knew it was something serious. Um, and Adam Werner, who was called up to back up Francois due to Grubauer being out, got the call and this will go down as a, a shared victory but when you take over a game 30 seconds in and and you know the way that it's going to be talked about in avalanche and fan circles is this was adam warner's game uh nothing like getting thrown into the mix you're on the road in winnipeg which can be a difficult place to play uh, especially this early in the season and what he did was something spectacular and I, I don't want to list these things and rank these things as you know the top 10 and this is number 10 and this is number one or whatever just I figured we just revisit some of the great moments of the year if you were to force me to rank these uh, which I have not really looked through the the one I know the, I know the ones I'm going to bring up on the show uh, but I haven't really sat down and ranked them this would definitely be got to be top three at least for the season. So let's take a minute here and revisit the uh, Adam Werner taking over 
for Pavel Francouz and shutting out the Winnipeg Jets on a 40-save attempt and victory. After being hit by Shifley, being helped off the ice, and now the Avs... There's no doubt in my mind that Pavel Francouz will certainly be looked at, taken care of, but I don't know what his status would be going forward as Adam Warner puts his mask on. Really, there's no doubt in my mind, no no intent whatsoever for Mark Shifley, but they've got Grubauer out, and now they've got Francois out of the lineup. 22-year-old Adam Warner out of Sweden comes into the game for the Colorado Avalanche, his first NHL action. Brings it ahead again, again with Cup. Backhand on a save by Warner. That's his first career National Hockey League save. Gives it off. Wheeler. Quattro's pass shot. Oh, saved by Warner. He robs Liney on the one-timer. And Liney went down to one knee. Up it comes off a body into the slot. Shot. Saved by Warner. And here comes Ehlers back the other way as George in the mix. Ehlers with a shot. Kick saved by Warner. Got that left pad down. And it's trial by fire for the rookie right now. Morrissey's going to head deep into the F zone. Cross-ice pass shot. Saved by Warner. He robs Connor as he made the push to his right. And Connor can't believe it. Well, Nikolai Ehlers has come into his own. Up top for Piaf. And that long wrist will hit a body bouncing down the slot. Wraparound try. Saved by Warner. What a save made by Werner! Holy snow angel! As Werner lying on his back stretches out the blocker along the goal line and makes a save. Quick pass into the slot. Line A holds, looks and shoots! Saved by Werner! He got it off his shoulder! Werner is in his zone right now. Cross ice pass shot. Saved by Werner again! Shifley will have nightmares! That's three terrific saves! Liney will have nightmares. Warner with another save. Another save by Warner, and out it comes. Moj, I think the one bounced off his head. Hey, Liney's first one came off his head. Another shot and a save by Warner. He'll gobble up the loose puck. And that will do it. A 40-save shutout in 59 minutes and 29 seconds. He shares the shutout with Pavel Francouz and Adam Warder in his first ever National Hockey League game picks up the shared shutout and the win as the Avs defeat the Jets 4-0. Well, if you didn't love Adam Warner before or didn't know who this young man was, you sure as heck do now. So if that was an indication that this was going to be a special season and the these youngsters coming up from the AHL wouldn't have an impact uh, I don't know what would have been. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say that was the – I can't remember off the top of my head if that was the start of it. But, you know, this game was November 11th or 12th. So still pretty early in the season. Um, I know Rantanen was hurt before this. But, you know, was this the, the jumping off point for where all of these players getting called up just started performing? Uh, you can kind of look back and, and say maybe it was. Maybe all these other players look and saying like, wow, look what he did. We got to hold our own too, <laughs> and and they did. And we all know it's been documented pretty much this entire season of what these kids coming up did and what they did to uh, throw their two cents in to help the Avs along this entire season. Uh, but that was that was something else. And and uh, I remember either I don't think it was it wasn't back to back. They might have had a day off, a couple of days off, and then it was. It was the Edmonton Oilers. 
And we, you know, as Avs fans, we were flying high because Adam Werner just pitched a 40-shot save shutout in Winnipeg. Um, And I think we had a little bit too much maybe bravado thinking, oh, yeah, we can handle uh, McDavid. Uh, And I'm pretty sure McDavid went off for six, five or six. Um, and Dreisaitl did the same. I think maybe they both had five. I don't. I didn't bring the game up in front of me, but um, they they went off. I think Warner even maybe got pulled from that game, if I'm not mistaken. So it was. Hey, I mean, you can't fault the kid. That that's a tough ask for anybody. But it was a tough ask for him to come into this game with 30 seconds and do what he did. So uh, not taking away, bringing up what happened after doesn't take away from what he did against Winnipeg. It was uh, it was a great moment in the season. It was an early one, and like I said, I think it was an indication of this was going to be a, a pretty good year um, and kind of a special year, and it still was, even though we might not finish it. So we'll get to other moments of the season that kind of stuck out to me. If you have any, definitely send them to me through any of the social media outlets. Like I said, LLPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, uh, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram, or email it to me, Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. I'd love to know what you guys think were like the standout moments. So that's going to be it for today. Uh, I know I'm going to spend all day Saturday wishing I was watching uh, probably a meaningful game between the Avalanche and the Blues, but we got to press on. So that's going to be it for today. Have a nice weekend. We will see you Monday. And here is Jovi. Go, Abs, go!